B-Pod Studios. Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. One question. Is it too late to change the name? Nerd Radio starts now. Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio. I'm going to do that again. Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio, wherever you get in your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network, and of course, all over your social media, Nerd Radio 101. I'm your host, Chuck Bean. I'm joined by my co-host, Al Beck. I'm here. And James. We're living in a bizarre world right now. I, I know. know. We're, we, uh, we're moving on up. Once, yeah. once again on the road, <laughs> yeah. the most easily displaced podcast ever. Just, right. You know what? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, like, we uh, thank Moving on up, though, this time. I know. Yeah. Thankfully, the uh, Checkpoint XP guys are, are letting us borrow their studio. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that this will be a permanent thing, but look at all the windows. It's, I know. Oh. There's windows. There's a cat. Right oh, there, there. is. Yeah. It's a painting of a cat. Yep. Yep. There's some cool. Uh, there's fancy a cat. Fallout, uh, fallout helmet. Guy. James was saying he may uh, walk off with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's documented. Yes. Well, now yeah, it's. Yeah, just like yeah. how you get your comics, so you're welcome. Do <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> still have that uh, redaction <laughs> audio from Anne? Um, I know. I it's it's weird though because like I don't. We're not in our our normal space. It's weird because this is how a normal radio show should be. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is. We're like like I said. We're moving up and we yeah, are not, not used to it. No. No, not at all. The board and a couple of wires hanging out of it. That <laughs> Here's the th- so like perfect example of how we're displaced and not in our normal state of mind. Chuck blew the. Uh... <laughs> wait a second. Wait. 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 I, took, I took a pause wow. and realized how bad that sounded. No, Chuck blew the intro of the show. Right. Right. And then he started over again. If we were in our normal space, I would have said something to make sure you kept it in, and that was going to be the intro of the show, because you've done that before. You've tried to, like, right. you know, let me start the game. No, you're not. Yeah. We're going to keep that. You quietly kept to yourself. I did. I was, yeah, completely. There was no German, you know. Yeah, well. Hello und willkommen. See, now you feel a little bit more ah, at home, right? better, yeah. <coughs> Jeez, what's happening to my throat? So, yeah, we're back for another nerd doing. radio here. And uh, we're. on that intro to have yeah. my throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> We got a whole bunch of stuff to get to uh, deep throat in the intro. this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> deep throat in the intro. <laughs> now you guys are feeling more at home. I can tell. Oh, uh, yeah. I can tell. I was lead. Yep. <laughs> Started it with the blue. Oh, you're blaming me? Yeah. <laughs> in a room, the- with, a room with James? I'm the dirty one? What <laughs> the hell? Hey, you're the one that said Chuck Blue. That's true. <laughs> and then pause. A long dramatic pause. As right. you calculated in your mind what you it just was, said. Yeah, it was. Then you had to make sure you weren't coming back with anything inappropriate. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so this week we've got uh, the Michigan Comic Con, yeah, coming up this weekend, which I just saw this morning. James, you will be there on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be there Sunday. The guys I'm, from uh, Twisted moderating a panel with Twisted. I've what never been a moderator entail? before. I don't know. You so you have no yeah you've never I mean, done. I it, have some so. stuff I'm going to talk to the guys about. Right, but I don't I don't know. Like and originally it started off like, hey, can you can you moderate a 30 minute panel with Twisted? I'm like, yeah, I can handle that. Well, we're just going to talk 30 minutes. They got. Haunted High on comics. They got yeah. comics going on. They got their new album that came out earlier this year. They got their Astronomicon 3. They got lots of stuff going on. 30 minutes, no problem. I find out it's an hour. So I'm like, ooh. Oh. So I have my butthole puckered up, puckered up real, <laughs> real tight. Like I'm like, ooh. I got a lot of time to fill. So I hope uh, we'll see what happens. I'm hope- sure because well, they'll probably take uh, like – audience questions yeah maybe? yeah yeah we'll definitely do that's probably going to be a, so like big, you'll have, a big portion will be audience questions yeah, so you'll <laughs> just have a you know your few questions there and yeah. then uh you know if the and then you'll probably handle the 
All right, what do you want to know and just sort of, right. you know, help help the help the people ask the question yeah. properly. So I'm going to have to actually go online and watch some some panels from some Mac, some other Comic-Cons to kind of yeah. get the gist of it, but uh That's kind of what it was at the Star Trek convention, just, you know, like I said the whoever monitor uh moderated it. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird word, isn't it? It is. Yeah, moderator. I know. I've never kinda... been a moderator before. It sounds too fancy for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not on the level James, to be a moderator. The moderator. Yeah. But uh, after this weekend, you can add that to your resume. Oh, yeah. Well, right, right, right down. Or right. the moderator is like the worst superhero ever. I am the moderator. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I got some sort of superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I get a fancy costume? Does my junk look good in it? And that's all that matters. <laughs> the moderator definitely has to showcase his junk. Yes. Well, if you guys are going down to Michigan Comic Con, there are a bunch of people going to be down there. Val Kilmer is going to be out there. The nice uh, from he, as the Batman, they've got the picture of him as Batman in here. Uh, Michael Dorn from Next Generation is going to be there. Nice. So if you want to uh, tag along, Al, you can uh, meet up with him. Uh, they got Matthew Lewis who played. Um, oh, what's his, it? Was the the kid from Harry Potter? I can show you the picture. You'll know Matthew immediately. Lewis. Who's that kid? Oh, is that the Neville Longbottom? Yes, it is. Yeah. Thank you very much. Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom. And what's hey, Neville Longbottom. And what's yes. the dude from uh, Twilight? What was his character in Harry Potter? Oh, uh, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, okay. yeah, I still remember when you blew my Imp- mind when you were an adult <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Impromptu <laughs> Harry Potter quiz. Of the, yeah. the podcast we were on. Yeah. They have all four voice actors from the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Kawabunga. That's going to be pretty great. Uh, and they also, <laughs> the guy who apparently uh, does the voice of Kermit, Ernie, and uh, Statler, it looks like, okay. the Muppet Show is going to be down there. I'm going to be honest, I'm only hearing about half of what you say, because this chair has got like a mesh bottom, and I just feel like it's going to give way under my... No, you're fine. <laughs> ...ample You're fine. <laughs> you're going to be fine. <laughs> I don't know. These chairs are the finest chairs in the building now. That, that is <laughs> true. <laughs> be okay. Right. Everything we're oh, using is like... Yeah. Do you well, guys had armrests? I have armrests. Yes. There you go. Yeah, they're just folded oh my God, up. I'm yeah. so much more comfortable now. I hope it stays the best chair in the room after my ass gets done with it. <laughs> These chairs have caused a lot of jealousy in this building. It's true. A lot of jealousy. This whole studio, so it's it's yes. kind of great that we get to use it. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with it about yeah. it. It's like taking mom and dad's fancy Corvette out for a ride. It's it is. Crash. Yeah, no, it yeah, definitely feels say, like what? taking someone's like sports car drive right now. Except <laughs> instead of the Corys from the 80s, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> the Corys from the 80s. And no Heather Graham either. Nope. I guess that could be the Heather Graham. I'll be Heather Graham. So is that... <laughs> 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 All right, Ms. Graham, what's next? Michigan Comic Con is happening at, uh, at the Kobo Center this weekend. So uh, we'll be down there. I'll be down there Saturday. You'll be down there Sunday. Is we'll it just Saturday, it Sunday? Is it Friday, Saturday? There's Sunday. a Friday, too. Okay. It's Friday, but yeah, I'm super busy. I'm yeah, Friday, be down so. there uh, Sunday. Al will be down there on Friday. No one knows what he looks like, so right. don't even bother looking for him. Just trust that he he was there. Yeah, I'll look really uncomfortable. Look for the guy who looks <laughs> all like the a Star people. Trek fan who's really upset about all these people. Right. Yeah, I'm really upset about all those people. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it because it happened after the show last week, but James and I went and saw that movie. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary, scary Stories of Telling in the Dark. Yeah. What'd you think? I, I mean, thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, some stuff I thought was kind of weird. So it like, takes place in like the 50s or 60s. Yeah, like 68 or something. But they use like modern day lingo and stuff. Like they call it like somebody got called the douchebag. I don't think that was ever a term, uh, like an insult back in like the time era. So some of the stuff was kind of weird in terms of like trying to bring modern dialogue into that era sure but uh, the movie to me uh the perfect like transition from like let's say you read goosebumps books 
and you watch like a Goosebumps yeah, horror movie. Yeah, yeah. This is like the book is like the next step up from Goosebumps, and I think the movie follows suit exactly. So it's not okay. like a super kiddie scary movie, but it's not like I'm definitely scared. Uh, I'm gonna poop my pants. Like I thought it was going to be going into it. Right. It, it had enough frights, enough suspense. It was uh, like a PG-13 horror movie. Yeah, it definitely got me in the spirit for Halloween. And this is gonna be yeah. a regular viewing around Halloween time. I think. From, okay. From now on, it was it was good. It was interesting how they turned a a book that's just a collection of short scary stories into like a movie. Yeah, they used it to the book almost as a framing device yeah. to tell this like final destination like movie. Yeah, like that's the a great, stories. Great the, movie to use as an example. The stories would start writing themselves in the book, and then they would whatever the monster was in the story. Like that was what would happen to one of the characters. Yeah. There was the lead character, the girl that had the book. They would be like, "Oh my God, something's happening to Jimmy." And they'd be, yeah. because it's the 68. Get like, on the walkie-talkie. You got to tell Jimmy. You know? Get on the walkie-talkie. Run over to their house or something like that just in time to, like, you know, find them mm. scared to death. Yeah. So and it they was. They nailed the artwork. So the artwork from the book. So anybody yeah. who's read the book, when you see the movie, you're going to recognize some of the artwork that they have from those books instantly. And uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think, nailed that. And he nailed the suspense. Lots of suspense. Yeah. there's some, me, it's some more suspenseful than actual, like. That's that's the kind of horror movie I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I, I've, I've seen a couple of Saw movies in Hostel and went like that. I don't like the big gore effects. Yeah, but I do like kind of like the, when you can feel the music ro- ra- raising up yeah. and you're like, oh, it's about to happen. Yeah. Here it comes, it's about to happen, and then blah. And you can tell Chuck loves horror movies because he laughed more. I don't know <laughs> than anybody else in the whole theater. That He's is up. troubling. So <laughs> well, every time there's a scream or like a jump scare, you hear Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem is that we had a couple of people in the theater that did not have that that instinct of yeah. like, oh, it's about to happen. Yeah. So it would happen. And then you hear. Yeah. And then Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> every time. I'm like, I don't know if he's laughing because that's how he deals with the, the fright or the being scared. Right. Or if he finds it humorous yeah. that these people are screaming because <laughs> I don't know. I didn't scream at all. I was. He I was, did not. Yeah. If I if I find myself in a haunted house, that's usually how I react. Sure, is with laughter because it's more it's more of a lie. I'm just putting up a front. No, oh, that's funny. Sure, <laughs> you know, I just cry in a haunted house. Right, that's what joking. I want to do. That's my instinct. Have I told I you? Cry. I know I told Jefferson because it comes up almost every Halloween. But I told told you guys my haunted house story. No, I don't okay. Think so so I, w- I was previously married, like okay. almost a decade ago at this point, um, and my then wife. Wanted to go to one of the local haunted houses. I've never been okay. to a haunted house. I have no interest in a haunted house. Like, no, we got to go to a haunted house. All right, fine. We'll go to the haunted house. So we're standing in line. We're waiting for the haunted house. And then we get up to the door and pay the money or something like that. And then I turn around. I'm like, well, come on. Let's go to the haunted house. She's like, no, no, no. I'm scared. You go first. Oh. Like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, yeah, this was your idea. Why do bitch? I have to go first? So, and this was before I, I found my love of horror movies and, and whatnot. So I started creeping through the haunted house. Like, let me let me get up and I'll show you here because I can. There's room. Yeah, there's yeah. room for activities so, here. So I like bent, crouched down like this, and I started creeping through the haunted house, yeah. kind of like this. <laughs> and the people that worked at the haunted house did not find that cool whatsoever because they want to move you forward. They want to yeah. jump scare you and yeah. then get you the hell out of the way so yeah, the right. next person can jump scare. Somebody was dressed up, I think, as Michael Myers with the Halloween mask and stuff, and he just followed us. Uh, from one section to another oh, yeah. it's just like so keep it moving right over her shoulder just to, yeah just trying to get us to move yeah all right this is just just ridiculous like yeah there's gonna be someone here <laughs> just, right. You know, right i had something like that happen one time uh, i was back when i was an intern this is back when uh, james girlfriend used to work here yeah. and we went through a haunted house together with our rock girl at the time the first rock girl oh geez wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're walking through this haunted house 
And uh, we get to like this last room, and the whole thing is there's the actor in there doing the scare thing, and they're supposed to up your anxiety while you find the door out. Right. And so, like, the actor comes out, and then the rock girl just, and then so the actor's like, well, it's working, again. And she's like, (laughs) and so he just goes on for like way too long, and like, the guy's kind of like, Dude, like you gotta find the door. Blah, you know, yeah, he's like, I don't. He's got. I got no other. Moving. Nothing she, else left. And she's on, still. Ah! So eventually, he just kind of like slumps his shoulder, <sighs> walks over, pops <laughs> 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 the door open, get out. He's like, go. You're done. <laughs> you idiots are obviously never gonna find this. So That's get the funny. hell out of here. <laughs> that was hysterical. I love that. That's great. <laughs> That's, That's way better than my haunted house story. I love that. I just hear I both of your stories is give me anxiety, dude. Haunted house is terrifying. I do. Yeah. I, I won't do them now because I've also got a little, like a little bit of claustrophobia. Sure. I, I don't mind a, a hayride if I get dragged to a haunted house thing or if I've worked it for the radio yeah. station. I'll do the hayride. I enjoy the hayride. You know, they'll jump on the the trailer with the chainsaw, chainsaw, and I might jump like, ah, oh, well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But it's wide open. You can see yeah. the stars or whatever else, and that, I'm fine with that. But like the haunted house, you're confined. Yeah, you're in a hallway, there's a bunch of kids and masks trying to jump out and scare you. And I'm not, like, scared because I'm like, oh, my God. Freddy yeah. Krueger is actually going to find no, me and rip my face startled. off. It's, I feel, like, embarrassed. Like, the, the most yeah. amount of embarrassment you can feel when I get those jump scares. Right. Like, and I hate that feeling of embarrassment. Like, I did something wrong. Yeah. And I just, I feel that every time somebody pops out, I was like, boogity boo! And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm scared that I'm embarrassed. And I hate it. <laughs> My anxiety is just going to the roof because I know the next room is going to be another happen. guy. It's just it's a sequence of like, yeah, a baker's dozen of right. moments of embarrassment all in within five minutes. I always wonder how, like, I never hear stories about him, but especially you were talking about like the hayride where they'll come at you with a chainsaw or something like yeah. that. Like, that has to go wrong. Yeah, I don't know if it goes wrong maybe once a year or something like that, but like somebody comes at the thing like because when you go to these, you know, like you're not allowed to touch them. They're not allowed to touch you or something like that. But like my instinct when you jump scare me is to take a swing at you. So, you know, yeah. in like a haunted house, there's got to be at least once a year somebody comes through that haunted house and like decks Michael Myers or something. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure that happens all the time. Like there's a big there's a viral video. Where like a dude pops up out of a trash can in high school. Yeah. <laughs> the dude him, just punches knocks him. him. Knocks him the F out. Right. Like, out cold. Boo, pow, you're dead. Right. You know, like I'm sure that happens all the time. But so we, at least there you're not expecting it. When you yeah. when you react that way and you punch an actor at a haunted oh, yeah, house, like, what yeah. were you expecting? Yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> you came here to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll get uh, and people there will get upset, you know, because the, the guys who or women, the, whoever has the chainsaws, they know how to find the people that are afraid of chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And they'll, they're the ones that they'll go after. Yeah, here's how they but, do it. They go, rrr, 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 rrr. Right. Ah! Right, but that's the guy. That does that. That's what I got to go after. But, right. Yeah, but but you are here. You made that decision, and the social contract dictates that you are allowed to be terrorized. Right. You know. Yeah, it's it's just that, like I said. I always think when I when when I see that stuff is like, well, you know, it's it's like wrestlers. Like we, we as wrestling fans, we know when you go to a wrestling show, don't jump the barricade, don't touch the wrestlers yeah. or something like that because yeah. they'll punch they you in the face. Your ass. Yeah. Right, and it's kind of the same social contract with a haunted house. It's like it's, it, I won't touch you and you won't touch me, mm-hmm. but you'll do your job trying to scare the hell out of me. Yeah, and like there's got to be people that just like. Doof! Oh, he's always a tough guy in the group, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, ladies, watch this. I ain't scared of no Michael Myers. You pop so. I ain't scared of no ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was driving. I went this weekend. I went to my mom's property up north, 
and I was driving through some small market, and I was listening to small market radio, and they were playing the Ghostbusters you theme. You kidding me? I, it was so cool. What? It was just, it was like on like the classic hits or something. Oh it was God. like all, it was like all eighties wow. music. It was so cool. You <laughs> Ray better Parker Junior. Yeah, getting all those spins. Yeah, and... I was just sneaking through the channels. And you better believe when I landed on that, I let it play out. Yeah, they're like, oh, pff, I haven't heard this in a minute. It's <laughs> Ghostbusters. It was pretty awesome. It was the whole song. That's the awesome. Time you ever hear that is around Halloween time. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just you know, it's either Halloween time or you're watching the movie. August. <laughs> you know, those <laughs> are the only two times yeah. you ever hear that song. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Crazy. Well, let's take a break uh, for for this special edition of Nerd Radio, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. It's still real to me, damn it. Pause that game. It's time for more Nerd Radio. I don't want to see it. Uh, let's get to it. Welcome back. It's more Nerd Radio here on the podcast page, WRAF.com, and on your social media, Nerd Radio 101. My name is Chuck Bean, joined, as always, by Al and James, Hello. whether I like it or not. <laughs> well, I mean, he does we don't not. have to be here if he you does want not. us to be here. <laughs> yes. but, uh, well, I was going to say, James and I could just do a show on our own, but we found out. That's not going to happen. Would never happen. We know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, as we were saying last segment, we are in the Checkpoint XP studio this right, week, yeah. and we're joined, I, I, I told, uh, we're joined by Nate Bender. Hi. The head of Checkpoint XP. Welcome to uh, Nerd Radio, Nate. Ah, thanks for having me. I it's appreciate HBIC. it. It's HBIC. It's great to have you uh, have the crossover complete. You yes, got- absolutely. You guys have been on our show, and you know now I get to do your show. I'm excited. Thanks yeah, for having me. You're, you're going to get to see exactly how unprofessional we are. Oh, <laughs> Prepare <laughs> for disappointment. House this show is terrible. House so you thrown know. together. <laughs> what we do is... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we were uh, we were talking about the scary stories to tell in the dark movie that uh, me and me and James went and saw last week, and of course, uh, the, the, speaking of uh, spooky, this past week was uh, SummerSlam. This weekend yeah. was uh, SummerSlam weekend. Nate, did you you we talked a little I, wrestling? Did you yeah, check out SummerSlam? I did. You know what? I did not. I did not get a chance to check out SummerSlam, and I'll tell you why. Okay, uh, we had gotten a couple of tickets to the SmackDown that was here in Detroit. Yes. And I had the option to go. I passed. I, I gave my ticket to somebody else, but I watched. Right? Yeah, on the so, TV. Yeah. Did you see uh, me on TV? Uh, uh, were you, Did you see me on TV? No, I didn't see it. Were you on? <laughs> I was on like for like two seconds. Like, really? For two I seconds. I was it. looking because I, I was looking for them. I was looking for them. But <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that show was. Terrible. You didn't like it? I, oh, my oh man, that that SmackDown was really, really terrible. They I thought didn't. it lacked star power, but I thought it was entertaining uh, matches. And I, stuff. I, I mean, okay, the, the, like I thought the one bright spot in it was Kevin Owens, but by the end of it, I'm like, can I just see a match from beginning to end? And I, listen, I know Eric Bischoff is in charge of writing the thing, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a show feel more like WCW, like mid 1997, sure than that. Like, it, it just, nothing happened by the end. I mean, listen, I know that no belts are changing hands the night before yeah. SummerSlam. I get it. But it's just like, could you try a little bit? Yeah. I mean, at least the New Day match was really good. Yeah, I mean. I was going to say, we got to see Aleister Black, and that was probably the highlight for yeah, me. He's and so Amy. impressive to watch. He's real oh, good. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I I did watch Alistair Black a little bit back in NXT, mm-hmm. and I mean he's a he's a good wrestler. I'm not sure that I'm sold by the gimmick that. They yeah, have I'm not really feeling his gimmick yeah. either. But he's yeah, it's like a Neo Undertaker ring. sort of thing. Yeah, I'm like, not, like yeah. I think they got the darkness kind of already figured out with the Fiend. Yeah, here, well that's yeah. what I was yeah. now. The Fiend's kind of covering the, the exactly. I feel like he's trying to be ca- the Fiend, but I kinda we already dig, have a Fiend. Like I kind of dig that gimmick though, like the Fiend gimmick. Oh, yeah. Like I think that that's that's really cool. I did. You know, I I should go back and watch SummerSlam if for no other reason than to just see the yeah, Bray Wyatt. This is his entrance and his exit. And, well, <laughs> right. His, his well, the, yeah, that pummeling was, of Finn Balor. That's why I wanted to bring it up because that was the, the, they they even knew that uh, Bray Wyatt. Al's like, I don't know nothing about anything. No, you mentioned <laughs> the Undertaker. That's from my day. I remember WCW in the late nineties. Right, so that yeah. was my day. But are you typically into wrestling? Is that a thing, so, or are you sort of casually? Yeah, or? like I, I I'm very very casual with my interest in wrestling. Like sure. um, I I am proud to say that I went to the worst wrestling pay per view in professional wrestling Is history. So which one was that? Halloween Havoc '93, the one that okay. was here where they they pushed the giant off the the roof of Kobo and the big match at the end was the the, <laughs> the you know that you've never seen it <laughs> no it is amazingly terrible because like they, they introduced this this new character called the the yeti oh, at the God. end of it and it's just some dude wrapped up like a mummy it makes no sense but i feel like <laughs> no some of that cheese is some of the best parts of wrestling so the giant was it like the giant like big show as the yeah, giant? yeah yeah okay. exactly okay. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh so they had them do a monster truck duel it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, and I was oh. there. I I saw that. I, I you can monster s- truck duel. I just I imagine them jousting. It's yeah. it, I know. Like are they in the yeah. the Kobo parking lot just yes. ramming into each other? Yes, <laughs> they're not even ramming into each other. They're it's like their 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 grills are locked together, okay. and they're just driving <laughs> like forward and then driving yeah. backward. Ah. It's stupid. It's like a like I think they called it a monster truck sumo match or oh something. Oh my god. Oh, it is horrible. Suitable for a state fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for that, sure. That, that definitely, like, it took a lot of the interest out of wrestling for me for a while. But, like, yeah. Dude, now take the interest of life out of you. But, I mean, it. like, looking back on it, I'm like, that's just so obnoxious. There is still, like, it is regarded as the worst pay-per-view that has ever been produced in professional and wrestling that, history. That didn't completely kill your wrestling interest. You actually it, have a yeah, casual and I've got Yeah, and I've gone back, and I'm because, like, oh. he was still okay yeah. with wrestling but he knew after that night he had nothing to do with monster trucks <laughs> monster or trucks does not have in love with the monster trucks and he was done with the wrestling one or the other well how I, it works. I, I developed i developed a very healthy interest in uh you know wwf and well what was wwf at yeah. that time and uh degeneration x and Shawn sure, michaels yeah. like but the wcw product was dead to me i, I was like you. oh no i'm no longer a hulkamaniac <laughs> so you know i did i i was into wrestling for a while and then i think around the time that i i hit high school when it became kind of like socially uncool was kind of when i was like okay i'm gonna i guess i'll move on from that, that seems to be how it works because that was when when i hit middle school was around when wrestlemania 7 happened so that's when hulk drops the belt to ultimate warrior yeah it's about the time where it was like okay i think about grown wrestling yeah really? so yeah. I, and I feel like you either go one way or the other like you either go all in you, yeah at you that either point, get super into it or you're like no nah, i'm too old for this yeah 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 exactly it's funny because i had a phase too but mine was like junior year of high school like we went to like a Raw's War, uh-huh. got my rock shirt, and I feel like three weeks later I was done with wrestling forever. <laughs> really, I was right. done forever. And then like, well, for me, I was like, 
I've noticed a lot of dudes that are really into wrestling don't have girlfriends. <laughs> I would like to have a girlfriend, so I'm going I to put wrestling too. on oh, the yeah. shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's explore this world of women and <laughs> look, the look. possibility of women wanting to do things with me and uh, sexual nature. Um, look, you can either have a girlfriend or you can have a title belt replica. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'd rather it's, carry my girlfriend over my shoulder. Well, I, I don't know how you finagle both of those yeah, things. I, oh, I didn't have either, so what? fuck all of you. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, DMX. Oh. Hey, DMX he found his way here. up here. Right, yeah, exactly. Look at that. Um, no, Love but I, I, like, I, I definitely lost interest in it around middle school. And then I'll tell you what got me back into it was the first time I went to a Raw like as an adult, like, and it was probably, I think like three or four years ago, we had interviewed Xavier Woods and he was like, Hey, why don't you come out? We're going to be in Detroit. And I was like, I haven't been to a wrestling show in so like the last time I went was to that WCW pay-per-view mm-hmm. and I went and I was so impressed with what I saw, just like the technical nature of it, the way that oh, they yeah. changed the ring, yeah. the way that they're cutting in and out of, of the action for TV, like for, the production nerd in me went, this is so impressive. Yeah, this is the coolest on. thing. That's always that's always what I key into when I go to a live show too. Is yeah. watching the guys change the ring, the the you know the ring mat or whatever like that, or watching them do like yeah. like we mentioned last week, like when Alistair Black did his entrance on SmackDown last week. Uh, Sami Zayn is in the ring and he's talking, and then I noticed there was smoke on the stage, and then I saw they had the platform. And I'm like, oh, that's how it's done. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and and that's I think that that's always the most impressive thing. Like they did a 205 live, like in the middle of taping the raw. It was so weird because they redressed the ring. Yeah, like way faster than you would ever expect them to right down to the rope taping and then yep. it's back to the WWE stuff it is mm. crazy how how effective that production team is yeah watching that watching that crew of 12 people that yeah. will like re, that will change the ring like between commercials sometimes oh, so cool. is amazing it really is so yeah that got me kind of back into wrestling and now with like AEW I'm I'm real I'm kind of like not really, really following, but like I'm super into seeing what Got your interest. Yeah, yeah, what what the competition will end up doing to the product. Yeah, um, I really like what AEW is doing, uh, but you know, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see the way that WWE responds to that. Well, and that's the thing too. It's easy to put a show together once some you know every couple of months or every yeah. six to eight weeks or something like that. But once they have to do a show every a week product. on television, yeah, yeah like, that's going to be the difference maker. Like I, I'm I'm going to be really interested to see what they end up doing they've got a lot of people behind them a lot of smart people behind them that you know uh should be able to to pull that off and you know listen cody and uh and 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 chris and you know the young bucks they they know how the business works so i think that they're going to come up with some pretty compelling storylines but i'm i'm really going to be interested to see how that whole thing you know the weekly shows on unfold right well, I wanted to talk about uh, SummerSlam because that was this past weekend, both SummerSlam and the the NXT event. Because the two things that came that came out of that that were amazing is Bray Wyatt. We had to see Bray Wyatt yeah, as the, the fiend. fiend. Bray Wyatt uh, for, for the people at home that aren't don't know and Al. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Bray Wyatt is kind of like the the new Undertaker. Like he started as the spooky swamp wizard. Like a weird cult leader sort of. Yeah, right, he was yeah, wearing okay. like this Hawaiian shirt and he had this Panama hat and he carried a lantern uh, for his entrance. They turn all the lights out and he'd carry the lantern. So that was the only light for him and like his his posse of big bearded dudes and wife beaters. All um, right. And that and like they never booked him real well. Like they never booked him scary. 
Okay. The way they would book like Undertaker or Kane or something he, like that. He did a lot of jobs, man. He did. He did a lot. He oh man, he lost a lot of matches. But over the last couple of uh, last couple of months, they've decided to take a turn with his character, and he hasn't been in the ring until this past Sunday. But he would show up up on the screen, and he was doing this like children's show called the Firefly Funhouse. And he like was a wearing a Mr. Rogers. Yeah, like he was okay. wearing a sweater vest, and he was like a, a Mr. Rogers with dreadlocks yeah. kind of thing because he's got crazy dread hair. Uh, but he would, you know, be all smiling and happy and saying funny stuff, and then he'd say something that's a little creepy, and you're like, wait, what? Like Mr. Rogers. A little bit. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> like, this won't you be my neighbor? So <laughs> exactly. Apparently, he's got two personalities now. He's got the one that we'll see when he's in the Firefly Funhouse, and he has this other personality called the Fiend, where he wears this like Slipknot mask that looks like the Joker face. Okay. Um, and uh, the 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 lights go out, and it's crazy and creepy. And he came out on Sunday. He's got a new version of his theme song that's heavier and more rocking. Yeah. And he had the lantern. I don't know if we've seen this yet, Nate, but he came out with a lantern that looked like. Bray Wyatt's head and oh, the mouth wow. was mouth the mouth was open where the lantern goes. Oh, the, that's awesome! The eyes were sewn shut. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, wow! I'm, I'm actually kind of into that. You got it's at worth the very least because I saw a headline that he might not let him keep it. Really? Yeah, there was something. Well, yeah. if you go on the YouTube channel right now and you see his entrance, there are no all the shots of the lantern are, are cut out. Oh, really? Which is weird. Let him have the lantern. Yeah, yeah that's it, a great dude. That's a great gimmick. It was but, it was awesome. The the question is though, you know, like what did he just go and destroy Finn Balor? He did. Really, Finn got a little bit of uh, offense in, but it was mainly about five minutes of him yeah. just smashing Finn Balor wow. to pieces. Wow. And the thing that's interesting, at least to me, because me and Amy were watching it uh, at home, uh, is that Finn Balor is the good guy. In the in this particular yeah. feud, but the crowd in Toronto was so hype to see the fiend, the yeah. Bray Wyatt fiend, that they were cheering and chanting for everything Bray Wyatt did. Huh. So it's one of those things like when when the Rock turned heel and he gave that uh, in the back in the Attitude Era and he gave that uh, speech about the fans chanting "Die Rocky, Die." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can totally see Finn Balor coming back in a month or two and joining up with uh, AJ Styles and the Club and being like. I didn't do anything wrong, and you guys cheered for the other guy. Yeah. So, like, screw you guys. Oh, man. I'm going to be a bad guy now. That's so interesting, because, like, it, when I looked at the card, I was like, oh, well, so they're going to make Bray Wyatt do more jobs now? Because I was like, they're, they're not going to send Finn Balor out there to to job to Bray Wyatt. I'm, I'm really shocked at that booking. Like, yeah. that's, that's really smart booking right there. Yeah, and it, it lends me to hope. Plus, that was the second to last thing in a, in a four-hour show. Yeah. So they know how excited how that is. most of the wrestling fans were to see this. And, and, yeah. and that's the thing is that to make The Undertaker The Undertaker, he had to be, like, unbeatable for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, well, it's he, the kind. Of, it's the kind. Of, it's the same thing with Kane. I've, yeah. I've always said, if, if you're yes. a wrestling monster, you survive them. You don't win. Like Exa- you, might, yes. you might win the match, but you don't win the match because you beat them. You win the match because you tripped them up or something like that, and then you get the heck out of dodge. Dude, Kane has probably the best entrance in any. I mean, like the first time you ever saw him, right. where he came down and ripped the the, the hell the, in the cell door. Yes! Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. I, I, even I saw that one. Right. It was yeah. 
so good. Like, you were like, oh, my God, who is this beast? The mayor of Tennessee. It is. Yes. <laughs> he is. Tur- turns out he's a very nice, he's yes. a very nice man. Who is yeah. that man? Well, he's actually the mayor of Bumblescum, Tennessee. <laughs> no way. They actually have one of, those, one of those uh, WWE Untold specials on the network that they did, uh, released over the weekend that is the story of Team Hell No, which was Kane and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And it's really cute to see them, like, backstage laughing and having a good time. <laughs> Kane tells a story about how he became friends with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan played a prank on him. It'd be funny if Kane just kept it in character, like he was still a burn victim. He's still like, wearing the mask. There was one time me and Daniel Bryan were at the bar, right? And, you know, these chicks rolled up. And, and that would be a documentary to watch. Right. Oh, man. So, yeah, there was a, that happened on Sunday. And then they, uh, for the big four events, they always have the NXT event. NXT is essentially their, their farm league. That's where they mm, get yeah, the, yeah. they when they get wrestlers from the independents, they put them in NXT for a while to learn the WWE style. And then they move them up to Raw and SmackDown afterwards. And the main event at uh, NXT this this time was a two out of three falls match between Adam Cole from the Undisputed Era and Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano always puts on great matches, but this match almost lasted an hour. Wow. The first, wow. The first fall was a wrestling match. It was about a half an hour of them flat out just wrestling. Was, just the, cr- was the crowd into it? Yeah. NXT, yeah. NXT crowds are usually okay. real, like, they're there for everything. Yeah. Um, but the, the and then the next fall was a street fight, so they went like up into the crowd and, oh, and nice. did some fighting oh, and did wow. some some steel chairs and some tables and stuff like that. And that only lasted about five minutes. But at that point, I'm like, these guys just wrestled a half an hour. That's crazy. And then the final match was a cage match where the cage came down and there were weapons up in the top of the cage oh. that you could get. And that went on for another like twenty minutes. <laughs> that, actually match. Sound, that actually sounds really fun. I love yeah. a cage weapon. Right. Yeah. Well, they you know strapped kendo like a stick. kendo yeah. stick or yeah. something. At one point, Johnny Gargano took some uh, some pliers and cut the barbed wire off the top of the cage so oh, he okay. could hit oh, wow. Adam Cole with it. It's it's worth seeing, but it's a long match, man. I'll tell you, my favorite match in professional wrestling history was the uh, Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. That was like the very first pay per view that I ever like paid for. I went over oh, to really? a friend's house and we like all pitched in money together yeah. to oh, get his the good dad old days. To, yeah. yeah, and like it and it was so awesome. I love that match, but like even even that match, like the it does not have a ton of high spots. Like, there's a lot no. of just, like, headlocks in the middle of the ring and, like, stalling for time. Uh, you know, to do a match that long that that's, that's that physically intensive, I, right. I really got to see something like that. That's crazy. And it's funny, too, because ever since they've added the Iron Man match into, like, the uh – the the video games or something like that yeah. like the easy way to win an iron man match is to lose the first couple of falls by just getting disqualified and beating your the crap out of your opponent <laughs> with a chair and then he's so beat up that you just put a put a submission on him he taps right out kind of thing yeah. so i'll when they do something like Dirty that son of a bitch. yeah <laughs> no when they do something like that i'm always like man why why doesn't why do you never see that psychology in an actual match well in this match that i'm talking about at nxt johnny gargano lost the first fall Literally, by uh, after wrestling each other for a half hour and not being able to get a pinfall, grabbing a chair and smashing Adam Cole with it for a couple of minutes. Nice. Like, go ahead and disqualify. And then he looks at the camera like, eh. Soften him up a bit. <laughs> go ahead and disqualify me because the next fall is going to be easy. <laughs> I love it, man. Did, uh, was Shayna Baszler at uh, the yes. NXT? I love Shayna she, Baszler. She fought Mia Yim. That was a really good match. Shayna Baszler is like the superior she, Ronda Rousey. She is a beast. She is an absolute beast. Yes, Superior Ronda Rousey is a great description for Shayna. <laughs> so that's wrestling-wise. That's what was going on. Uh, this, uh, You want to stick around? We're going to take a break and talk some comics. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. So uh, it's Chuck Bean. It's Al Beck. I'm going to leave for the comic talk. <laughs> no! <laughs> 
the only other one, only other person here who reads them. Um, I'm good. James is uh, here, and of course, yeah. Nate from uh, Checkpoint XP. We're coming back with some more nerd radio. Stay tuned. This is Dirk Motherfucking Manning, and you are listening to Nerd Talk on Nerd Radio. <laughs> You're so close. Damn it. See, I was, I'm keeping myself on Nerd Radio, right. not Nerd Talk. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page, WRAF.com. It's part of the Peapod Studios Network and, of course, on your social media, Nerd Radio 101. My name is Chuck Bean. We're joined this week in the Checkpoint XP studios by uh, Nate Bender, Hi. host of Checkpoint XP. It's great to have you here. Thank you for Al having Al Beck me. and James, as always, uh, on, my, on my left and right this time. You guys are usually all on one side. Yes. Yeah. You guys are usually next to each other. We're going to nice little round yeah, table. And you. I'm going to get you from both ends. I feel... Yeah. I feel <laughs> I feel I feel like you guys behave better if I separate you. No, maybe it's like it's like it's having possible. kids. If yeah, I yeah. if I move you to other ends of the room, yeah. keeping our hands to ourselves, yeah. shenanigans, and all the microphones work in here too. Yeah. That's that's well, definitely that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a bunch of comic book stuff that I want to get to uh, this week. Um, there's a couple of things that have been happening over the last couple of weeks, and then there's some stuff that's happened this week. The first thing I want to tell you about um, the current issues of Superman and Supergirl, which was supposed to be released as we record this today. We're recording okay. on Wednesday, right. this release on Friday. Uh, the current issues of Superman and Supergirl that were supposed to come out this week were recalled. Uh-oh. Uh, Bat dong. DC Comics oh. recalled these issues. Supergirl, Let me pull up the slip. news story. Superman 14 and Supergirl 33 were recalled. <laughs> and the official thing, like I, I went to the comic store on the way in today, and they weren't there, and people were asking about it. And the guy I was like, yeah, they, get, they sent us an order to destroy any copies we may have gotten. And they recalled Why? copies. According to the story that I looked up, the, the official reason for this is due to advanced production schedules, the covers for both issues ultimately did not reflect the contents of the stories. What? 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 Just put a, just put a picture so the, of the characters. You so got a cover. Art on the cover didn't reflect what happened inside the How book. How often do you see that? Pretty much all the time. Thank you. Like, it never has anything to do with that. Sometimes it's a different artist completely. Yeah. <laughs> that what was, are you talking about? That was my what? First, that was my first reaction was like, uh, when has that ever stopped us before? So, I, I mean, the, the only thing that I could think is that, like, maybe it's a situation where it's the next issue so it, it like there's a spoiler on the cover like a major x when that happens yes. yeah yeah so i i saw the i saw the actual issues or, or the covers because they had them in the news story sure the reason that the art is wrong in these is because so dc is doing this line-wide event called year of the villain yeah. and they'll put a thing up at the top of the cover that says year of the villain apparently they put it up at the top of both of these covers and these issues actually don't have anything to do with the event Oh, for okay. Christ's sake. But it's still like. But the, and this makes it. This is exactly what the collectible market wants, though. Like, oh, sure. Uh, I mean, destroy. Shut up. D yeah. Well, who actually you, destroys them? No one. No Okay. No, no absolutely one. Not. Right. No. I, know that, I know that my comic store that I, I was talking to the owner, uh, they didn't even get the boxes with them. Okay. Which which screwed them because there was other stuff in that boxes that they didn't get oh, that they're going to have to get next week. But it's. I can't remember the last time it's happened, and it's such a ridiculous thing. Anybody who collects comics is going to have the exact same uh, the exact same reaction you you and I had. It's so like stupid. That's is, goofy. Yeah, this is like what? Uh, another speaking of DC Comics, another thing uh, I was actually looking forward to is uh, Warren Ellis, one of my favorite writers, yeah, yeah. has been doing the Wildstorm book, re yeah. recreating the Wildstorm universe, Jim Lee's Wildstorm universe, which was like Wildcats and Stormwatch and mm -hmm. the Authority and all that stuff. Uh, that book just ended, and the next book in the line was going to be Wildcats, which was Jim Lee's original 
book with uh, Grifter, the dude with the the face mask and voodoo and all that stuff. It was one of the original image it's launch my favorite books. character in comics, the dude with the face mask. The dude with the face mask, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, that, I love that, him, man. He is so strong. That book got canceled, and it's going to be resolicited next year. Okay. For some reason. All right. So, like, I was looking forward to that, and now I gotta I gotta wait longer, and that sucks. <laughs> The busy artist or something? I think so. I think that like they only solicited the first three issues, uh, and I think maybe it was it, typically when something like this happens, it has something to do with like the artist can't keep up. Yeah. With the production schedule. I so hate when to, that happens. The dude with the face mask is too complicated to draw. <laughs> he is. The face mask. They can't get it right. You know. <laughs> is it Jason? Is it Michael Myers? Yeah. You know, can't, I'm trying to think of other people with face mask. Sorry. Is it Batman? Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's a cowl. Mask. It's not a mask. Yeah, it's like, a cowl. Mask, face cowl. mask. Who else was, has one? That's uh, that's Bane. actually eyes wide shut. That that's a, that goes back to our previous <laughs> conversation about the wrestling too. There's so many nerds in wrestling that when they have one of these big events like WrestleMania or SummerSlam or the NXT events, one of the things I always try and look for is whose ring gear looks like a superhero. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday, Ricochet, uh, the wrestler, came out in a full costume that looked like Nightwing's costume. Yeah. Oh, wow. With cool. the blues, the yeah, stuff yeah. on it, which is, I don't know that he knew ahead of time. Like, I'm sure he got the costume done ahead of time, but I don't know that he knew exactly how warm he was going to be wearing a shirt for an entire match. Yeah, for a oh. man that's usually walking around with his abs out. Now right. Now he's in like a, like a full body suit. Yeah, he's got the gloves oh. and the full sleeves yeah. and everything. Oh, sorry, James. That's yeah, okay. Going <laughs> <laughs> to see the abs. But, but the the other, uh, the match I was talking about at NXT, Johnny Gargano came out in like a Wolverine outfit. He oh, had, wow. like the yellow and blue Wolverine stuff. Oh, and, and that's had, a far superior costume. It was it was real cool. Yeah. Okay, so Rob Leefield, who I bring up on the show quite often, usually with a lot of disdain. Yes. Um, I, w- I found out a couple of weeks ago, I was reading this article that uh, he had posted on his social media that uh, one of his first creations for Image Comics, Youngblood, uh, he no longer owns... So how the hell did that happen? Well, it's a little bit like how Marvel does. Because that's the whole thing about Image Comics is that the creators own. Right. That was the whole reason why him and Todd McFarlane and all those guys left because they'd created like Cable and Deadpool and Venom and stuff for Marvel. And then Marvel's like, well, we own them. You guys don't get anything. Right. When we, you know, make toys of them, make T-shirts yeah, or whatever we, we like that. Yeah, cut you a check. Right. We cut you that minimum wage check. Right. <laughs> so they decided we're going we're gonna to create our own characters at our own studio that we will own. And then when those characters explode, we'll make a ton of money. We'll make all the bank that we're entitled to. Um, in, a, in a fashion where in the 90s, Marvel kind of sold off the movie rights to Spider-Man and X-Men and yep. stuff like that. Uh, apparently, at some point in the last 20 years, uh, when Rob was a little down on his luck, he split all the characters he created like he sold off half of them and then kept half of them for his own rights oh, okay. and then continued to work on them. And uh, the, apparently the person that he sold his half of the rights to sold their rights to somebody else who now um, they were going to make a new Youngblood comic. And when Rob was like, well, I'm going to be working on it, right? The guy was like, well, you can audition. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like Michael Jackson buying the Beatles all over again. Right. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's that epic, but... I mean, you can audition? You can, really? You can audition to work on the book that you created 20, 25 years ago that, uh, wow. you know, that we're going to be doing. For you, that's like sweet justice, though. I, it's, it is a little bit funny. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. I, on one hand, I feel bad for Rob but on the other hand, that's a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got to audition for this podcast every week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. James is well, here now. Just, Nate's yeah. been hanging out. Uh, right. we don't really, you're really not bringing anything to the table. Oh, you, yeah, I was going to say, you're starting to feel a little pressure. <laughs> well, I'll just walk in for your audition and just go. 
Al's going to come. You're hired. With, Al's going to come in with pages of notes yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all just. <laughs> he just wrote that. Right now, yeah. If we look over at his uh, at his iPad, it's just well. There's a lot of P's and F's and T's there. <laughs> Walk up my screen here, real quick. He, he wanted to make sure he didn't forget the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Do you hear that he did a thing? Uh, I saw it on WRF.com. Actually, he was on every talk show last week. Yeah. in the same night. Yeah, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because he does the Ron Burgundy yeah. podcast now, yeah. so Ron Burgundy was on like Seth Meyers and uh, Conan O'Brien and like every late night show all in the same night. That's such a fun character. He is fun. Yeah, I remember when I was at Specs and we would do like the TV production stuff. I would Ron Burgundy the hell out of it until it was time to actually do it right. Oh sure. <laughs> I forget the the Detroit newscaster who he's based on. More Crim. More Crim. Thank yep. you. Oh, I thought it was Bill Bonds. No, no. Exactly. There's Mark a. Li- I think there is a little bit of Bill Bonds yeah. in there, though. Yeah. When you like, watch Bill Bonds, if it reeks more of his character than to me, More Crim does. Yeah. But More Crim is the guy because I had to track his ass down in Florida to talk to him on our show in the morning uh, when that news <laughs> broke. And he loves to talk, man. That More Crim. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot to say. Yeah. I was like, wow, retirement's treating you well, huh? Like, Nobody to talk to, so he's going to talk to us. <laughs> Well, I got one more. That bad, jeez. <laughs> no, you just made just it silent. sad. Well, you guys looked at me like I just beat down a senior citizen. Nice I just joke. <laughs> I mean, Mark Krim is Mark Krim is unsubscribing from our podcast. Yeah, Thanks, Mark. Don't do it, Mark. No, we need all the subscribers we can get. It's true. I'll buy Magic Windows. <laughs> Well, I don't. Well, yeah, we had the one that uh, Chuck ran into at the wrestling thing, and we offended at the wrestling him by show. Yeah, I forgot it. So he's gone. I'm not good at names. Oh, he's man. gone. He's gone. He's got to be. I tell he's everybody, man. Be. I don't remember anybody's name until I've met you like a good dozen times. I got the brain of a goldfish, man. I still don't know who any of you people are. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. Who am I? So this actually, here. this actually makes a lot. That that joke makes a lot more sense being in in the studio. Does, yeah, because you're not usually <laughs> in the studio. Just wake up out of a fugue state, just really, just confused. Right. Didn't know we changed the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last bit of comic book stuff I wanted to talk to you guys about was the new X Men comics that are coming out, the House of X and Powers of X, which is actually, yeah. uh, according to what I've read online, is called Powers of Ten, using the Roman numeral X instead of ten. Uh, it's House a House of X. Sounds like a place to go to buy drugs. It's a house X. You go there to buy drugs and dance to electronic music. Right. The uh, the writer Jonathan Hickman has taken over the X titles, the the whole line of X Men books, and is kind of rewriting the rules of the X Men universe. And is, do- how many of them is he actually writing? He right now is doing these two mini series, which are coming out biweekly. So one will come out like one week, and then the other one will come out the next week. So we're four issues in. We've got issues one and two of both series that okay. come out so far. Uh, once this is over, then the X-Men line is going to restart. We talked about right after San yeah. Diego, he's going to be doing the X-Men book. Uh, they're going to redo, like, the Marauders, and I think they're doing an X-Force book, and, you know, all the all the properties you're used to if you're an X-Men fan. And as listeners of Nerd Radio know, I'm not a Jonathan Hickman fan. I wasn't mm. really psyched about this going in, but we are four issues in, and it is the most compelling comic book I read every week. He, as, really? the, as soon as I get it, I have to know what happened next. He does have that. So he writes great for the trade. Now, it's probably the fact that he's basically he's writing a weekly book. Yeah. Between the two titles going by weekly and each. I, I know that that's part of it is yeah. that it's weekly. And I like when Batman went to like twice a month, I, I enjoy a lot more because that, I don't have four to five weeks to completely forget where we were when the book, you know, the last time I read one. Because that was one of my experiences with Hickman. Uh, I think it was. 
when he did the death of Johnny Storm, you know, he, he did Fantastic, for Fantastic Four for a Four. long, long time. He wrote it. And uh, I'm, again, also not crazy about Jonathan Hickman and Fantastic Four are cool, but they weren't really any of my characters. Right. So I wasn't reading it. And I was like, ah, I wouldn't mind checking out the death of Johnny Storm story arc. And I had uh, Marvel Unlimited at the time. So I went back to the beginning of his run. And I yeah. started reading all of the Fantastic Four, binge reading it and really had a great time. And then when I got caught up and started reading it monthly, I, I lost interest again. Because right. Yeah. It's you, a, you need to, you need he's a guy that writes for the trade. You got to binge read him or not at all. Yeah. In fact, I had told you uh, when we were uh, changing over from the overnight to the morning yeah. last week yeah. that because you gave me your Marvel Unlimited uh, login. Yeah. Like yeah. That, I'm enjoying this so much. I'm going back and reading his Avengers run, which I did not like. Mm. Is that going to be a good choice? Uh, so far, I'm enjoying <laughs> it right, because okay. I, like it's it, it reads really well all together. But the the thing, and I'm going to go into some spoiler territory, so if you haven't read this yet and you're interested in it, I, I definitely recommend you go find these before you listen either to the rest of this Nerd Radio or to next week's Nerd Radio. So if you're leaving, bye. It's good. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, Mark Grimm. Sorry, Mark Grimm. <laughs> so but sorry, Mark. The, the two series, House of X deals more with what's going on currently in the Marvel Universe with the X-Men characters that we are familiar with. Whereas sure, okay. the Powers of Ten uh, deals with these new characters in the future. Powers of Ten actually deals with three different uh, times of the, it deals with like the current or the the past of Marvel, like before the current um, X Men, a okay. hundred years after current X Men, and then a hundred years after that. Okay, um, seeming really complex. It, it is kind of complex, but at the same time, it incorporates like everything X Men fans kind of love about okay. it. There's time travel. There's alternate reality stuff going on. Both very confusing concepts. For sure, me. <laughs> the the thing that I, I did you go about to school it, for physics for a little bit. Well, no, I mean it was engineering. Oh, okay. You know, I, I made it jump to between engineering, the and level time two travel. physics, and the college level, and I made it to calculus two on the college level. Okay, I actually have passed calculus two on my second try, uh, and then I was like, <laughs> "Why do all this? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job in radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be only, famous for wearing underwear." Yeah. Only math I need to know is back timing. The hell with this. Yeah, and I'm not very good at that. That's why we have Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks. Let's keep talking about how my career is going straight to the toilet. <laughs> Woo! No backup plan either, guys. Want to talk about that? Hey, all right. You just got a turds at the grocery store soon. You just guys just got a new house, too, man. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Serena, all the, all the anxiety. <laughs> I'm going to be able to make this mortgage if the show goes under or if I lose my job. No, I won't. <laughs> Please sponsor Nerd Radio. James needs money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The boys got to eat. Yeah, James needs money. Yeah. Please. So the book, out of the two, the book that I'm finding much more compelling is the House of X stuff, the stuff that deals with the current Marvel Universe. Because in the first issue, they kind of reset how the X-Men work in that they have taken the island of Krakoa, which is back from way in Giant Size X-Men number one, when they introduced Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and stuff like that. It was an island that was actually uh, sentient. It was a mutant island. That they had to fight. Uh, they now live in the on the island of Krakoa in the Pacific. So the island was a, like a live thing? The island is alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, it has its own consciousness. And they use the island of Krakoa to teleport around the planet. Like Star-Lord's dad. To, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, ego. But instead right? of having to take the jet everywhere, like when Professor X says, Oh, there's a new mutant in Massachusetts. Take the jet and go to get him. To me, them. my X-Men! Right. Now <laughs> when they find a new mutant, they just teleport there from the island of Krakoa, which is kind of cool. And they're establishing the mutant race as its own nation Mm. on this island by uh, the island is growing a particular pharmaceutical or three, three, these three different pharmaceuticals that would essentially destroy 
the medical industry across the planet. It's a lie that grows pot. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go through there. Please send me there. Teleport me, Professor X. It's these three. I'll show you what to do with these pharmaceuticals. It's these three wonder drugs that like, look, we're going to release this stuff anyways. Why don't you let us be a sovereign nation and get on board instead of just having us decimate your economy? Interesting. And that was the first issue. hostage. Right. So that's the first issue. The second issue completely rewrites the character of Moira McTaggart. Are you familiar with this character, no, Al? No. Okay, Mortimer? well, Moira. Moira, okay. She was in the X-Men First Class movies. Uh, she was the, the woman from the government that hangs out with Professor Xavier. In the okay. comics, she was, his, um, she was like one of his best friends when they were in college. They both studied genetics together. She's got the name of somebody that would be friends with somebody who goes by Professor X. Right. Moira. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, I don't think they were ever romant, romantically linked, but they were long time. Like I said, they, they just telepathically banged. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. probably. Like, that's right, Moira. You know the pose I like. Yeah. But Moira Sorry. has always Moira has always been a it's just a, bigger in your head. A yeah. human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get through this story. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> you thought separating us was gonna help, huh? Nope. Nope. I don't even know if the line about well, us no, being we, separated we've got, we've made it into the recording. Now. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm now channeling yeah, yeah, telepathically. Exactly. Oh, my God, it is way bigger in my yes. head. <laughs> Professor X is hung. Who would have thought? <laughs> no wonder he needs that wheelchair to cart that big old wiener around. <laughs> so uh, in the comics. <laughs> engage! Moira McTaggart has always been a human that was a geneticist that worked with Professor Xavier. As of House of X number two, she is a mutant. And her mutant ability is essentially she is like a Time Lord. She lives her entire life, and when she dies, she is reincarnated, and she lives her timeline all over again with the knowledge of everything that has happened so to her clearly, up to that as point. you pointed out, Time Lord, clearly Doctor Who fans. You sure Dan Slott's not writing this? right. But the thing that's cool is that in the in the second House of X series, you find out that uh, you, that she has lived multiple lives, and it's inferred that the main Marvel universe has been her sixth life, and this series is now following her eleventh. Mm. So that completely rewi- rewrites the continuity of the last fifty something years of X Men. Like I'm I'm interested to see when this is over. Where do the new series pick up? Are we picking up in a completely new continuity like DC Rebirth or something like that, or is this going to lead to them going back to the main continuity with some kind of new knowledge? But it's it, it, it it's the kind of thing as you're. It could have it could have been really dumb. It could have been like, mm-hmm. oh, so you're just like rebooting everything. That's dumb. You know, as comic yeah, fans, yeah. we typically you know that's that's the way we feel about it. But I, it was a page turning experience. Like in one continuity, instead of uh, helping out Professor Xavier, she joins up with Magneto. That doesn't work. So she joins up with Apocalypse in the next one. Interesting. And then the the story as it stands right now in her eleventh life. She walks into her first meeting with Professor Xavier, knowing he's a telepath and knowing he's a mutant, and he has no idea who she is. And she's like, "Read my mind," and he gets to see all ten lives that she's lived through and what the mutants so essentially are going to do. They with. took Groundhog Day and made a new X Men comic. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, <laughs> that's all you had to say, Chuck. That's yes, yeah, Groundhog. I don't. I was fascinated. I like I said, I went from oh, I don't know about this to like I can't wait for the next issue. Oh, I gotta can't wait, and it's so good. That well, that's it's cool. Though. Hopefully, it stays that way. 
Because, I mean, you know how I feel about Grant Morrison. Oh, sure. And he uh, wrote, uh, when they did the new 52 reboots years ago, he was writing a Superman. He was doing action comics. Action comics. And it was pretty good and compelling. And I, and I was starting to turn around on him a little bit. But then he just went all, I don't know, he switched up his prescription or something. And he always wacky. does crazy stuff. That dude, it's yeah. Prescription. Dude, well, that guy, he's got some problems. So. He's, a, he's a bit unbalanced. Yeah. All right, well, I got through my story. <laughs> Barely. I don't know. I think James and I had a better comic idea. That was, was yeah. <laughs> we, we, the new form of erotica. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Look for our fan fiction coming yeah. soon. Tom, thank you for our... Uh, or Nate, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Tom. Hey, wow. Tom. We're never going to be allowed to... Who the F is Tom? That's his dad. That's my dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. I'll forgive it this once. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. That actually that happens in this building a little bit more regularly it than does. you think. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Nate, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you for having me. No, it's been it's been fun. And you guys are welcome back here anytime. Uh, he long says as, now while we're rolling tape. Yeah, as yeah. long as I, I can remember to the make right sure days. we were still rolling tape. Uh, uh, make sure you check out checkpointxp.com. Yes, absolutely. Please do. And uh, come back with uh, some more Nerd Radio. As I always encourage you guys, rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you uh, are listening to the podcast. And uh, make sure you're following us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. You guys want to uh, derail the show one more time? Good job, you Steve. You did great. Thanks. I appreciate hey, Brian, that. Keep up the good work. <laughs> you too, Tony. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Have a great weekend. Golden Radio. I know. See you later, Thank nerds. You. And we're out. How do you feel about it? That's fine. Okay. Oh, solid red. Doing stuff. You shouldn't have given me a button to push. <laughs> it's too much responsibility. Too much responsibility. Come on. Are we get. You were getting levels. We're getting waves. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting levels over here. And it's rolling out waves. Yes. All right. I mean, I don't. I can't see it over here, so I have to take it on faith that it's recording. <laughs> that is. That is. All right, you ready to do this? Are we ever? No, not really.